Hello, everyone. Welcome to Online Seller UK podcast. My name is Prabhat, and, and we're doing this Marketplace Roundup podcast for some time. Uh, today, I've got Ian with me from SellerSnap. So, Ian, welcome to our podcast. Hey, Prabhat. Thank you so much for having me. I've caught a couple of episodes in the past, so I'm really excited to be here and uh, have do one of these chats with you. Yeah, excellent. So, uh, Ian, I think it would be good to start for you to introduce yourself and what SellerSnap does uh, for online sellers. Sure. Um, like you said, my name is Ian. I'm the head of sales and customer success here at SellerSnap. Um, SellerSnap is an Amazon repricer. We focus on the, the wholesale and the reseller market um, while providing a few tools here and there for private labels and, and brands as well. Okay, that's excellent. So um, I think we were going to talk about recent things that's been trending in the e-commerce industry. So uh, what sort of news do you have for us? Yeah, you know, trying to keep up with uh, e-commerce news and especially Amazon in general is is a challenge because it's it's changing. And with Amazon being, you know, the the behemoth it is, it's it's kind of its own animal. It's, it's it, and so um, it's sometimes difficult to pick what am I focusing on. Um, but I think you know it being October, uh, which I can't believe, um, stepping into into Q four, that is where all the news is. And a lot of what we're hearing in the market revolves around making sure, making the best of Q4. And part of that is making sure that you have enough inventory to last you all the way through the holidays. Yeah, excellent. I think that's a big thing, right? So uh, with the current situation we are in, as everybody knows, um, the supply chain is uh, is problem here, there and everywhere. So um, so what sort of things are you finding with the people you're working with? Uh, are, are they, have there any, any strategies to resolve the supply chain issue? What are they doing? So there, there's a couple different points, right? Because there's in the, the and problematic points in the supply chain. The first part comes from getting the inventory. You know, every single day, no matter what, you know, news outlet you're looking at, you see pictures of ports, especially, you know, in America and around the world of cargo ship after cargo ship after cargo ship lining up and waiting for weeks on end um, to offload their, their haul. And so that is a major issue at this point. And unfortunately, if you're listening to this podcast now and you haven't started that process of getting those items in, you're going to be, you're already a bit behind. Um, but you know, planning ahead and in order to properly forecast how much inventory you're going to need during any part of the year is something that sellers used to be able to get away with kind of, kind of fudging, you know, but now it takes a real clear cut strategy in order to accomplish that. Um, And then the second part of that is a slightly different part of the supply chain, which is Amazon and Amazon's FBA, right? Them being one, them being I think it's the biggest um, logistics operation um, at this point and how much inventory you can actually check in. And I think that's a, that's a, a big talking point of, of a lot of people is that you are only allowed to send in a certain amount of inventory at any one time. And then especially leading up to the holidays, they have long check-in times. So what I'm hearing from a lot of sellers is that they are, that they're stocking out and there is demand, there is, um, and there are sales for their higher velocity items, but what happens is they can't keep it on the shelf long enough, which in the end hurts um, hurts their bottom line. 
Yeah, so uh, we want to sell, 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 I, I would have thought. Yeah, absolutely. You always want to sell, sell, sell. Um, but it also there's also other factors that you have to keep into play. Amazon wants you to be in stock as, as much as possible. They don't want you to sell out. And that's part of, you know, your, your IPI score and all these other metrics that Amazon tracks. And also as, um, as a consumer, you know, you start to, you know, learn about these, uh, you, you have your favorite brands, you start to learn about new brands and you want, and that is what you want. And it is frustrating as a consumer. And I, I feel it too, um, when I'm trying to buy something and, it, and it's unavailable and I can't get it through, uh, through Amazon. So one of the things that a lot of our, um, a lot of our sellers are, are doing, and I know there's a lot of diversification in this market, is that 3PL, uh, that third-party logistics providers um, that you can lean on if you don't have your own warehouse. And what that allows is that you can have a balance of inventory between your, your FBA, your Fulfilled by Amazon inventory, and your FBM, or Fulfilled by Merchant inventory. Okay. And that, that sometimes I've heard also with IPS score, if, if things are stranded um, in the inventory, that's also has an impact. So I don't know. I personally don't know what, how much of an impact there is, but uh, I've heard that's also uh, going to create a negative impact there. Um, some time ago, I spoke with some, uh, one of the sellers and apparently their, their stock got held up in uh, another FBA warehouse in Germany. Um, and it wasn't supposed to be there for whatever reason, but that, you know, had a neg negative impact in their IPA score. So, yeah, sometimes it's, it's very difficult to find out why, and then it, it's just going through the checklist sometimes that does help. So, okay, cool. So, um, yeah, let's move on to another news that you have, Ian. Yeah. Um... You know, in, in other news, um, I, I know that there is a, a big focus um, and a shift from uh, within Amazon itself, um, you know, Jeff Bezos stepping down. And um, we find that really, find that really interesting in how that's going to, um, how that's going to affect normal operations. And is it going to affect normal operations? And so one of the conversations, and it's less of news, but more of a, a really interesting talking point of how are, are we going to feel the changes or is Amazon so big that everything's going to kind of be the status quo under, um, under a new regime, so to speak? Hmm. I think, yeah, like, like you said, towards the later on, maybe it's so big that there may be a system in place already. Uh, maybe we won't, you know. Uh, I think, is it something, I'm not even sure whether we are feeling it yet. Um, but sometimes, one time I heard that they've got a system of having smaller groups uh, mm -hmm. uh, rather than a larger group. So maybe that's an efficient way of working. Yeah, I, I personally don't know uh, as of yet whether we've started feeling it. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we will. In um, in my opinion, I think that they'll. I think that you know, again, there's a there's a status quo on Amazon. They're they're likely going to be, you know, doing things like nudging consumers and sellers in different directions. But I think that's a normal progression of of strategy and growth rather than a a colossal change in 
um, in the Amazon environment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, yeah. So, is there anything else you want to talk about, Ian, today? Yeah. You know, I actually um, actually had a question for you. Yeah. You okay. Know, we at SellerSnap as, as a repricer, we work a lot with um, with North American sellers. Yeah. Um, we have we have a bunch of EU sellers as well. Um, and what I and the really interesting part that I'm hearing is typically when we would onboard an EU seller, we would be onboarding you know the UK store, DE, Spain, France, and uh, and all the other European marketplaces. Yeah. But now everything I'm hearing is saying, you know what, because of Brexit, we are only focusing on, on the UK as we figure out um, how to navigate, you know, the, the new limitations and new policies and the new laws. And I was wondering, you know, I know that you're UK based and, I, and I'd love to kind of hear a little bit more about like how, how you feel that affecting sellers in the UK. Yeah, so since the start of uh, this process, a lot of sellers I work with, uh, they have, unfortunately, they have paused um, the EU operation. I'm not going to say all of it. I'm, I'm sure there are quite a lot of larger sellers. They might have put system in place already and they are trading you know, without issues perhaps. But So I'm just basing on people I speak with. So they have paused the FBM operation to the least but they, they are, they've already enrolled FBA listings and that is working fine. So it is just FBM that's been affected. Um, so it's, it's, it's just due to the amount of paperwork that needs to be done to send the stock from, from, from UK to mainland Europe. So, um, so yes, so the, in, in, some, in, in, a, in a few words, if there are any FBA sellers, they're working fine. They've resolved the issues with VAT or you know uh, anything else, and uh, they're trading fine. It's just the FBM listing or FBM sellers still. Uh, some of them I'm speaking with, they are not trading at all, and they are just focusing on the uh, UK market because, you know, as you know, this the the online with the online industry, the speed. It's all about the speed. Right. You can't get the stock on time. If you can't deliver on time, it's not going to work for any of us. Yeah, And, and the vice versa as well. So I work with some of uh, other Amazon sellers who is based on uh, the mainland Europe. And then they sell in Europe, but also they sell in the UK. And they stopped sending stock to the UK customer. Uh, now, this is related with FBM listing only. For right. FBA, I've not seen any issues. You know, they're... they're it's going on fine. It'll it'll be interesting to see, you know, this year kind of bringing about bringing us back full circle to the conversation that we had earlier. You know, knowing that having that having FBM as a backup is helpful to making sure that I, can, I have continuous sales should my FBA inventory run out. Mm-hmm. And so it's it'll be interesting to um, to see this year if that is going to affect sellers because in both directions because you're saying that. FBA is running as normal, but FBM is is the challenging point. And if and if FBM is a challenging point, and I don't have that backup, you know, it's going to um, sellers are going to have to get creative in how they um, how they keep orders flowing and that and generating revenue. Yeah. So there are uh, I know of there are providers who can uh, who can third party as you know third party. 
picking and packing uh, companies, they can store the stock and then fulfill it for you in the mainland Europe anywhere. Um, I, I'm sure there is a solution to this, but um, I, I didn't want to end up in a negative saying everybody has a problem, but there, there is a solution to that. Sure. If, if anybody's listening here, you know, if you want to file, look into uh, different FBM providers, um, you know, we've got, um, we've got a friend, Andy Hooper from uh, Global E-Commerce Experts. I know they've got warehouse in the Netherlands, for instance, so they can serve the EU customers from there, I hope. So do check out uh, their website if it needs to be. Yeah, that, may, that makes a lot of sense. And um, we've been seeing expansions in the in the 3PL market as well and uh, in, in the U.S., especially as sellers are trying to provide the FBM service and also, you know, um, uh, what do they call And also Prime as an FBM seller, you yeah. need to have those those hubs in um, in, in strategic locations, um, regardless of where you are, whether it's in North America or or in Europe as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think it's good to round up. So um, is there anything else you want to add in today before we close? Um, you know, I think that the, the last thing I'm, the last thing I'm going to have to stick in there is especially as a repricer, right. Yeah. Is how you reprice these items that are, um, that you ha might have an FBA and FBM and a little strategy. And then the, some of the logic that we use is that, um, at SellerSnap is we actively reprice that FBA offer and we reprice the FBM offer simultaneously slightly above, um, the FBA listing. And the idea there is that if that FBA listing goes out of stock, we have that FBM as a backup. And it, the, the same logic applies if that FBA item gets backordered, for example, if you're waiting for it to check in, but it, um, the FBM will kind of take over until you actually have fulfillable quantity. And so, you know, whether you're using SellerSnap or your repricer, it, um, moving into Q4, it's important to think about strategically how you're gonna price these items Again, I keep going back to this, you know, to sell items and, and keep generating that revenue, um, you know, through the end of the year. Absolutely good. So thanks for sharing that insight uh, on SellerSnap today, Ian. So if somebody is to find you, Ian, or want to chat with you, where is the best place to get to you? Um, the best place to reach us is uh, through our website at sellersnap.io, um, or alternatively, um, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, if anyone wants to reach out to me directly at, uh, at, to my email, it's ian at sellersnap.io. So ian at sellersnap.io. Excellent. Right. Uh, thank you very much, Ian, for your time today. And I hope to speak to you soon. Thank you as well. And, as, and we'll, I'm sure we'll be in touch. All right, then. All the best. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye.